The following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Back on the Tom Dupree Show, CCR, Deep Cuts. <laughs> deep Cuts. Deep Cuts. I've always wanted to play that one on the radio. What I'll album's that from? Uh, that's a good question. We will, I don't know. We I, don't need to know. No, it's it's, it's song, not Cosmos Factory, I no, can tell you not. that. Uh, the song's called Keep On Chew, and they work up a hellacious jam right in the middle of it. Do they? Oh, this, <laughs> this is good. I think this is one of their best tracks. That California boys about. sounding like they're from the bayou. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's what it is. Mike Johnson joins us today. Good morning. Um, you know, at Dupree Financial Group, we uh, are a diligent guide to our clients, helping them uh, navigate their way through retirement, having um, a diligent and candid guide. We, we talk to them about what they can do, what they can't do during retirement. Candidate diligent guide to our clients. We're forthright in our ongoing relationship and investment approach. Our mission is to educate and empower them to live an enjoyable life during and before retirement. Fired up. Yeah, we, we, we do that. And, um, if you're interested in knowing more about what we do, you can call us at 859-233-0400 or send us an email at info at Dupree Financial dot com if you plan on retiring soon mike take a test drive uh, this is by glenn rufinock in the wall street journal i plan to retire in 2020 any advice for a person a year out or two from retirement what steps or tasks are more important than others that's not me tom dupree saying this this is the article <laughs> if at all possible you should put your retirement plans through a test drive. Granted, this might sound strange. Most people seemingly don't need to practice retiring. After all, what's so difficult about not working? In truth, though, retirement probably will come as a shock to your wallet and your lifestyle. And if you can test your plan, budget, and daily routines before walking away from the office, the transition should be easier. So what what's going? Do we see people in all various stages of of uh, preparing for this uh, mentally, emotionally, financially, physically? Um, what's going on with this, Mike? So this this is just an interesting uh, idea that I've never seen on paper before. Um, it's it's 
take a test drive of retirement. You know, if if you work someplace and you have the ability to take a sabbatical, you know, take two weeks off, take they recommend taking three weeks off. Going into it, you have on paper what your budget is, you know, how you're expecting to fill your time in retirement. That's a biggie right there. How are, yeah. how are you going to spend your time? How are you going to stay engaged in the world, in something? How are you going to be engaged? You know, a lot of people want to spend more time with family. Well, right. try that for three weeks and yeah. see see if you still want to spend that much right. time. Exactly. Uh, you know, it, it's it's – Sounds like a drag. <laughs> it's set things. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, th- I thought you might be listening. <laughs> My wife's sitting here. <laughs> I can't go anywhere. I'm getting watched. <laughs> oh, my God. And listened to. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> so I'm already spending more time with family. Okay, if I wanted to really watch you, I maybe wouldn't be sitting eyeballing you. Right across the camera. That's camp. right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Send out her spies. Yeah. Mm. So this is saying try your plan first. You know, make sure that because mm-hmm. once you do retire, now some people, there might be in a job that's, you know, physically grinding or yeah. they, they have health. Toyota. Problems. Yeah. I mean, that, that, places like that. that's hard on the body. Um, but some people, they just are retiring because it's the thing to do you know you're 65 years old hey i should be retiring you know 67 well maybe not you know if you're if you've built a career in something and you're established maybe it's you you are you you start acting as a consultant or something like that yeah but it's having your having your plan in place beforehand you have your budget see if you can live on that budget for a few weeks see if your uh your time management is what you thought it would be um so it it was just it was an interesting idea um that i think is a good one i think people should you know really kind of do a test run and make sure that it's what it's you know they think that it's actually going to be what they think it's going to be there was one question that was asked and that is are you ready Mm -hmm. you know and that's an important question two weeks in you're going oh my gosh what am i what have i done right you know i've got to find something to do i'm going crazy i thought that was pretty interesting and and telling but the other thing is it talked a little bit about the fact that you know when you retire you have more time on your hands and when you have more time on your hands you're looking for things to do and looking for things to do can tend to cost money right and your cash burn may increase right Right. and therefore your budget may be completely upside down i'm a victim of that you you give me a good weekend where there is nothing going on where I can just find time for me to do what I want to do, yeah. I'll usually end up spending money. Right. So? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, if I'm on a fixed, you know, a budget in retirement, so, you know, I, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, when, right. you're, when you're working, obviously you're earning money, but you're not spending money, too, when you're earning that money when you're at work. That's correct. Right. That's correct. So. Well, I, I just, I think that a lot of people simply uh, 
I think a lot of people shouldn't retire that do retire. You know, right. they, they still have things to offer and they, they get like a, a rat in a silo, you know, running in circles and that can, watching too much CNBC or things like that. <laughs> you know, yeah, we've seen that before. And thank you, Tom, for saying that, because I think that's what we, that's one of the things we do at Dupree. Right. We're forthright. We're going to, we're going to speak to you about those things. Mm-hmm. And if it maybe is a little early or you need to continue to working part-time, we're going to tell you that. Yeah. And you're, you're seeing it more and more, too. You know, uh, people that exit a career and then they become a consultant of some sort, you know, because they've built a skill set over their career. And now they can be beneficial to possibly the same company they retired from or to other companies because of that skill set. They might not have to work the full Right, gig, but they're still beneficial. They're still engaged, and they're still earning a paycheck. That's right. They can still do that. All right. Next story here: Fed keeps interest rates unchanged, signals no more increases likely this year. The Federal Reserve held its benchmark interest rates steady on Wednesday, and a majority of officials at the central bank signaled they might not raise the rate at all this year. The central bank also said in May that it would slow the pace at which it is shrinking its $4 trillion bond portfolio and end the runoff of its treasury holdings at the end of September, exactly two years after it began the process. So they're not going to be releasing more of those into the uh, economy. Right. Um, So this happened on Wednesday, and the market reacted favorably to it because – you know, lower interest rates are typically better for stock prices. And so the stock market rallied on Wednesday on the news. Um, however, uh, or yeah, that was Wednesday. Uh, and then yesterday, um, you had kind of the reverse happen yeah, yesterday. Uh, some news came out uh, from, uh, from the Eurozone. Then some, especially manufacturing uh, numbers, uh, weren't as strong. And you had it kind of reverse everything that happened right. prior to that. Um, so yesterday, the Dow was down 460 points. Now, you rewind to December time frame, 460 points, that was like a Tuesday. Not much. That was nothing. I mean, that was an average day because of all the volatility. But – it's it's so interesting to see how complacency can sit in so quickly uh, with the market because th- yesterday was kind of this jarring action with with the broad market that hey you know there's still volatility in the market yeah um, but the the reason for it yesterday so the you had the eurozone numbers come out. But then you also had uh, an inversion of the yield curve right. on the three-month and the 10-year. Um, Which means what? Typically, that's a, a precursor. It's an indicator of— Yeah, but what is an inversion? Oh, uh, so that's when the the short-term rates are higher than long-term rates, which is— So the short-term rate is 250 2.50% roughly, yep. and the long-term rate's 2.40. Right, exactly. It's supposed to be the other way around. It's supposed to be the other way around. Now, typically what freaked the market out, now this happened last year with the uh, uh, the two-year and the five-year. That happened last year. So, I mean, this, this is not something that's not happened before. But with the three-month and the 10-year, that's closer to the two and the 10, which sure. is typically more of an indicator. However, 
there are things going on in the world. This is absolutely something that needs to be looked at. But you look at what interest rates are globally. In Germany, they're negative. They're negative rates in Germany. So when you're looking, this is a global economy, global markets. So you have investors from around the world looking for yield. Well, you can get a 10 year treasury note for two point it closed at two point four four yesterday mm-hmm. versus a negative yield in Germany. So there's a lot of demand for yield, which right. the ten year still has. So what that's done, it's created demand and it's also pushed that rate down because because there's demand right. for it. It's pushed the yield down. So just because there's an inversion doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have a recession because you have to look at all the other things that are going on. And then if you look at it uh, from, you know, a historical uh, perspective, uh, typically it needs to invert for 10 days. Uh, And that's, that's a a better indicator. We're, we're in day one and we're looking at the three month. It closed at 2.455. The 10 year closed at 2.44. So, I mean, they're about even very small inversion, but even if it was a 10 day, uh, inversion, that doesn't necessarily mean, Hey, we're going to have a recession in six months. You look back historically and it's happened with over the next two years. Yeah. So it's even with the inverted yield curve, if that did stay, that doesn't mean that you can time the market sure. with that because it might be two years before the recession happens. Right. And the market may have already priced in that recession. recession. So you, you have when we're building the portfolio for our clients, we're looking long term. We're looking for companies that are paying dividends. We're not trying to time the market uh, to jump in, jump out of these things. Uh, so uh, we're we we absolutely look at this and we talk about this kind of thing, um, but we don't base our entire investment thesis right. on something like this. Yeah, and that's you know important. Uh, we're not going to do break short break okay so great just keep moving here um negative yields return with markets spooked on growth so that's that's what we're seeing it was that yesterday bonds rallied uh throughout the world in price Mm -hmm. means down in yield which is typically a sign of fear of weakness and the fed staying firm and saying they weren't going to raise rates anymore is another sign that there could be weakness in the system, right? And you uh, talking about you know demand for yield. Another way to look at it is it's it's a deflation hedge, uh, having the long, the the ten year bond, the demand as a, as a deflation hedge. Now, that's not necessarily a good thing, but having deflation doesn't necessarily mean a recession, right? Um, so it, it's just. It's it could be a decession. A decession. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. deflation, we'll recession. Put, we put, could have reflation and a decession. We'll put that on Investopedia. Yeah. <laughs> then you throw stagflation in there. I don't know what yeah. kind of words you could come up with from throwing that one in. Stagflation there. and donation. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Speak speak to this though, relative to all the rates. The European market 
right now is is really where their the emphasis is correct is there com- there's concern over there yeah um it, it's you know brexit you know everything going you know they're in you know this political turmoil phase right now you know everything going on with brexit so that would naturally cause more um concern uh, uncertainty over there so you have this uh demand for something like a, a bond you know a government bond for that stability if you will uh, so you just have this just growing demand globally for yield mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and stability, um, which has pushed down the the long term end of the curve. Yeah. Okay. So um, it uh, it's uh, kind of a thing that uh, we just got a text from one of our listeners. <laughs> this guy. He follows, <laughs> he follows everything we do. Um, let's morning, see. Mr. Ferguson. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Ferguson. Um, why does this happen to me right now? Uh, still got four minutes to go here. You know, looking for y- <laughs> looking for yield worldwide is the kind of thing that. Uh, we we try to do we we're looking for things that pay a yield and because we believe our clients are happier when they have income coming in off their investments mm-hmm. that's what we do and if rates are going down it should help that t- type of portfolio absolutely um because you, you you that was part of what happened last year where the fear of rates going up that spurred the sell-off in the market. <clears throat> so as rates go up, that's a competitor for dividend-paying stocks, things that are that are yielding. Right, you can get a risk-free rate for an equivalent yield, or it, it, so. Rising rates are bad for stock prices. We saw that our utility stocks and our REITs went up yesterday. Actually, right, right. So. Which helped the portfolio. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the You rewind to, to last year, too. You know, we talked about this before, but it, you always have to look at the underlying business. And last year, pretty much all of the holdings in the portfolio raised their dividends. Yeah. So, you know, that's going into, you know, the environment that we're in now. These companies are still doing well. Um, and, you know, one that we just added to the portfolio the stock price has been beaten up, you know, relentlessly for about a year. Um, and that tells us that there's a lot of bad news already priced in and they've been raising their dividend. Yeah. Um, so you can't, you can't be on autopilot. Right. In, in this kind of an environment. Um, and something we'll talk about, you know, here, here in a few minutes, um, when you're especially when you're taking income from the portfolio and this cuts to why we invest for dividends primarily and then growth secondary is let's say you had to take a distribution Mm -hmm. uh yesterday or last year in a time of volatility well if you're selling your shares at the wrong time you know that's when you get backed into a corner right 
What are you laughing about? I'm just that he he really screwed me up the last <laughs> five minutes of this. He really he you got me. Yeah, you got me. TF. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we want is for the portfolio to be kind of boring. I mean, yeah. Basically, that's what we're that's what we're trying to do is. And that's why a lot of times we don't get a lot of calls when we have volatility because we, we just, you know, try to build the portfolio in such a way that the dividends are going to pay in. We tell people we use times of weakness to buy. We did that some yesterday. Yeah, we did. Absolutely. So, um, you know, we're looking for uh, opportunities to buy things at a lower price when we get it. Because that means it's a higher yield right, to the clients. Exactly. You know, and the current Federal Reserve policy really does feed our strategy at the pre-financial, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's it just, does. I mean, they're, they're indicating, you know, no, possibly no increases this year. Um, possibly they could have a, a cut. You know, if you really did see uh, – recession types of you know numbers start coming in well now they've built into the you know rate that they're at now that they can cut 100 basis points 150 basis points you know one one and a half percent um to stimulate the economy before they couldn't do that because rates were at zero you know unless they were going to go negative like right. in europe right so what the the environment we're in right now even though there's uncertainty there's always uncertainty of some sort. That's what creates markets. Um, but we're we're comfortable with how we're invested right now for our clients. Sure. So we'll talk a little more about uh, some things in the next half hour. And we invite you to stay with us and listen uh, as you're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. Mike Johnson, Guy Huglet. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. Big M's got your truck, man. Get yourself a deal, man. Need a truck for work, man. No one deals like we can. Big trucks, small trucks. Big M's got your truck, man. Right now, during Ram Truck Mine at Big M Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Nicholasville. Get up to $15,000 off MSRP on every new 2018 Ram truck in stock. That's up to $15,000 off MSRP on every new 2018 Ram truck in stock. Have a trade? We want your old car regardless of make, miles, and condition, even if you owe more than it's worth. Worried about your credit? We're not. If you have a job bringing home $400 per week, we want to approve you. Get up to $15,000 off MSRP on every new 2018 Ram truck in stock. Only at Big M Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Nicholasville. Visit BigMCDJR.com. Example MSRP 45660 with approved credit. Pricing out of all incentives plus tax license at 599 All rebates to dealer offers don't combine. Big M's got your truck, man. In Nicholasville. Staying safe on the road is everyone's responsibility for motorists and motorcyclists alike. Drivers, look out for motorcycles. They can be difficult to see, and bikers do your part in staying visible. Motorcyclists have the same rights as every other motor vehicle. That's somebody's family member or friend. So, drivers, give motorcycles the full lane. No sharing. Check your mirrors and blind spots often and keep a safe following distance. Share the road, not the lane. Bikers' lives depend on it. Paid for with federal funds through the 
Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. General William Barr says he plans to make the conclusions in the special counsel Robert Mueller's report known to the public possibly as soon as this weekend. That report ending a 22-month investigation. ABC's Terry Moran has more from Washington. The president and his allies are declaring victory and vindication. Right now, Robert Mueller has announced that he has concluded his investigation. He indicted 37 people, and in none of those indictments or any others did Mueller offer evidence that there has been collusion or conspiracy between the Trump campaign and the Kremlin, and he is not going to indict anyone else. Other investigations within the Justice Department and several states are ongoing. A military parade in Syria this hour? Where U.S.-backed Syrian Democratic forces are declaring victory, saying ISIS territory in Syria has been defeated. The group still active, though, in other areas of the world. I'm Michelle Franzen, ABC News. Dealing with a mostly sunny sky looks really, really good for this Saturday. Afternoon temperature low and middle 50s. Better than that for Sunday, 60 to 65. Clouds and winds on the increase. Could be a late day shower. Most of the shower action arriving Sunday night into Monday. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station. News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the Tiffany Thacker State Farm Studios. This is Lexington's News Radio 630 WLAP. Hey guys, it's Sue Cosner, your favorite sexual health expert, with another version of Ask the Pro. This month, I got a letter from Sandy in Seattle about an explosive bedroom secret she and her husband recently discovered. She writes, Dear Sue, my husband and I used to have a great life in the bedroom, but in the last few years, he has struggled. He's tried about everything, but nothing has worked. Then one day he came home and gave me a night I will never forget. He told me about this secret formula, Noxitril, that changed our life in the bedroom once and for all. Wow, Sandy, you beat me to it. I recommend Noxitril to every guy that struggles in the bedroom. It's the only one. Noxitril is all natural and works to increase blood flow fast. It's like that little blue pill on steroids. Noxitril has a special free bottle offer shipped discreetly to your door. Find out how to get a free bottle of Noxitril while supplies last. Call 800-450-1381. That's 800-450-1381. Free bottle for limited time, so call now, 800-450-1381, 800-450-1381. What happened? You used to go hours without visiting the bathroom. Now it seems like you're constantly getting up to pee. Listen, the makers of Super Beta Prostate are introducing a new wonder pill, Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced, with three key ingredients that are great for your prostate. To celebrate, your first 30-day supply is free. Pay shipping and handling. Get P3 Advanced free. Call 1-800-257-5250. 1-800-257-5251. 1-800-257-5251. 630 WLAP. More deep tracks. From uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Now we're talking Cosmos Factory. Is this from Cosmos Factory? Yeah, this is called Ramble Tamble. Ramble Tamble, yeah. I remember, remember the song name. I don't remember the song itself. I remember I remember this. Yeah, I mean, there's so many great deep cuts that uh, Creedence has that doesn't get enough love and respect from the uh, general rock and roll community. So, 
did, what we're highlighting. Did John Fogarty, did, did he end up getting uh, rights to all the songs? I know there was a big battle. Uh, did he? Does he own the rights to the songs now? I hope he does. I, I don't know that for sure. I know it goes back and forth all the time, but give me a few think, minutes and I'll, I'll look that I up. I was thinking he, he may now. Uh, there was there was a big fight on that. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Hey, Bo, what's yes. the definition of a deep cut uh, track? What's that something mean? that's not on the regular rotation okay. <laughs> in radio. That's, that's what so, it means. Okay. Go about, I, I, I would say it's got to go about three or four cuts in on the album for a deep cut. And if okay. I ever do my own radio show, uh, somewhere beyond this, it's going to be cooking and rock and roll. And I'm going to call it uh, Choice Cuts. Choice. Yeah, choice Cuts. Oh, <laughs> like, good. A good, like good meat. Love yeah, it. exactly. A little yes. grilling and some rock and roll. Back on the Tom Dupree show, uh, four reasons not to shift from bonds to stocks in a volatile market. Okay, why would we not want to shift into something uh, a little more uh, safe like bonds and stocks uh, in a a volatile market? Of course, I say in the ad you shouldn't do that, but uh, I'm I'm looking for you to tell me why. Yeah, Uh, because you have to look at – you have to keep uh, your perspective on what you're trying to accomplish, and you have to keep in mind what the long-term returns have been on the stock market versus bonds. Um, so I'll throw out some statistics. From the start of 1926 through 2015, um, the S&P 500 index, so we're talking big picture, you know, the averages here, mm-hmm. has enjoyed positive returns in every single rolling 15-year period. So you start at year one, go 15 years. Start in year two, go 15 years. Enjoyed positive returns in every 15-year period. No investor ever lost money by sticking with the broad market index through any of those rolling periods. Okay? Now, number two, let's cut that back so 15 years a long long time 10 years in from 1926 in the 81 rolling periods uh the s p 500 had gains in 77 of those 81 um and the mark so the market advanced in 97 percent of those uh time frames okay so, so it's positive return positive 90, return 97 percent Okay. Now, in the 59, 30-year rolling period, so we've done 15, we've done 10, let's look at 30-year rolling period since 1926. The S&P not only never su- suffered a negative return, its worst performance was actually an average annual gain of 8.5%. Right. Okay? Now, let's compare that to bonds. Um, bonds, if you – well, the uh, kind of show you, give you numbers here. If you'd invested $10,000 in the S&P 500 on December 31st, 1990, by February 1st, 2016, it would have grown to $98,764 if it was in the index. Now, if you'd invested that same money in the Barclays U.S. Aggregate Bond Index, it would have only gone, it would have grown about half that to about $45,000. So, all those numbers that's throwing significant it. that that's a big difference um when you sell something especially in a volatile market so let's say market dropped yesterday we said oh my goodness we gotta move to bonds mm-hmm. we're locking in those losses 
or the decline, the, the, the less market value, and we're moving into something that's going to return less than the market would on average over time. So you're, you're hurting yourself in two ways. You're hurting yourself on selling at a lower price, and you're not getting the long-term returns. Right. Now, that's not to say that you shouldn't have bonds in the portfolio. We do have bonds, uh, and that's part of the allocation. What you need, you need a clear plan for what are your goals as an investor. You need to develop a plan of what you're trying to do and stick to that plan. Mm -hmm. If the plan was correct when it was initiated, you know, you're, you're such and such years old, you're look, you, it takes all your goals, your desires into account, and you have a certain allocation uh, or wherever the market is at the t that time, opportunities, it takes that into account and you adhere to that in times of volatility because right. that's how you take a big picture look at things you know you're not you're not letting short-term market gyrations dictate your investment plan so it's not saying you shouldn't have bonds it's saying stick to your plan as long as that plan is up to date and accurate and that's where research comes in right you you got to know what you're invested in um Something like a, a mutual fund or a uh, S and P five hundred uh, index fund doesn't require any research. Mm -hmm. What we try to do is do the research on the companies that we own, which gives us a reason to own them. When we do, makes us right. understand that when they get cheap, we can buy more. Right, and and it it gives us more clarity on um why something you know, why something has gone down uh, because you can look at you know hard numbers you know see what the company's doing what the business looks like and if that's good and it's just a broad market fluctuation then like you were saying that's when you have more conviction you have the ability to go in and say okay this is a good company it's cheaper. Doesn't look like we've missed anything. Let's buy more. It's still paying the dividend. When we buy more, we're getting a higher yield. It increases the customer's income. I love saying this. Tom just brought it up. But what at Dupree, what we do is we focus on the solution and we keep our clients focused on the solution, not the problem. It's and, pure. Yeah. And the problem is volatility. You know, and emotions, right. and I want to react, and oh my gosh, you know, I need right. to get yeah. out of this. And that. Yeah. no, no, let's stick, let's live in the solution, which mm -hmm. is you know, dividend investment strategy. Right. And what you said right there, you said it's it's the emotion and the volatility. The volatility is not necessarily a problem, right? Because that's where you get opportunities. You that's said right. it's the emotion in the volatility, and that's one hundred percent correct, right? Because the, the only reason volatility would hurt you is if you sell in a, in a period where the, the value is dropped. Um, when you should be, all your emotions, investing is so counterintuitive from an emotional level because everything, you, we were talking a little bit about golf, 
right. in the you, you were saying <laughs> yeah. during the break. You're saying you know your body's telling you to sweep sweep under ball. the ball, right. not to do what you're supposed to, do, which is swing straight down, hit down on it. Your body tells you in times of volatility to sell because you don't want to endure pain, short-term fluctuations, Right. when in reality you should be doing the exact opposite. So it's the same. Especially with dividend-paying portfolios. Right, exactly. If it's if it's invested for growth, then maybe you should mm-hmm. you know, make some changes because then you are, re- especially if it's, you know, in, in uh, like, like last year, the FANG stocks or different things, you know, the things that have high valuations, well, you could, you know, have a significant drop in value and it could take years, years for that to get back just to even. And you're not getting paid anything while you wait for that to happen. Um, So growth investing, you do have to be more of a market timer. You have to be right when you sell, right when you buy. Um, But with, with the dividend portfolio you're still getting paid while you wait for the value to come back up right now the other thing take this just one step further yeah this is good so we we've identified that stocks are have better long-term returns than bonds we've established that you need to have a properly diversified allocated portfolio for that that suits your needs now take that a step further why do we invest we were talking about it a little bit but why do we invest for income let's take it a step further you have what's called sequence of return risk so if you look back uh, and we've we've put these numbers together going back to 2000 if you started in the year 2000 invested $100,000 in the year 2000 through 2018, you would have approximately Mm $244,000. Okay. As so, you know, you're looking at a average, probably roughly eight, 9%, some, somewhere around there. Now, if you flip that, so you start from the year 2018, you go negative to 2000, and you invest 100000 the average is going to be exactly the same mm-hmm. if you're not taking money out. Now, you throw in the five, so this is assuming a $5,000 withdrawal, which is a 5% distribution, which was kind of the norm back in the year 2000. So you throw in the withdrawal rate. So you start in the year 2000 with $100,000 taking $5,000 out a year. You end in 2018 with only $32,000 left of your $100,000 portfolio. Okay. So scenario one, which is not taking withdrawals, start with a hundred thousand. You got 244 after 18 years. The second one, you start with a hundred thousand, take out $5,000 a year. You're left with 32,000. Big difference. Now here's the sequence of return risk. You start, you take the actual returns, but you start with the year 2018 and the returns are backward looking to the year 2000. You start with $100,000, you take $5,000 out a year, the end result's 129000 mm-hmm. So by switching those sequence of returns with that $5,000 withdrawal, it's the difference between $32,000 and $129,000. Right. So 
that that is assuming that every year you're liquidating something to cover that $5,000 withdrawal. What we're trying to do is minimize that sequence of return risk. You're still going to have volatility in the market. The stock prices are going to go up and they're going to go down. But if you're taking the $5,000, which we actually recommend only taking a 4% withdrawal, just that little caveat. But if you're taking the 5000 if that's generated by the dividends, then it minimizes that sequence of return risk because you're not being forced to sell where you then have fewer shares to go back up when the market moves back up. So like in you know, that second example from 2000 to 2002, your 100000 would have gone in three years to $50,000 because you're taking a 5% withdrawal in year one. Year two, you're still taking $5,000, but you're taking $5,000 from 86000 So right. it, the, the percent goes up. The withdrawal percentage goes up over time. Um, we're trying to mitigate that part of the risk. I mean, from a technical standpoint, that's what we're trying to do with our portfolio. I wish our viewers could see this graph that, that Mike has put together for us here because – and Philip actually put that together. Or, or Philip, okay. And by the way, for y'all that don't know, is it okay? I guess we can tell Philip is a proud father of a baby girl. Yep. Yep. And so congratulations to Philip and Autumn. Her name is Ellie, by the way. Mm -hmm. So, but th these these graphs are outstanding. So, it, it really this just jumped off the page at me about who Dupree Financial is. I mean, just I get excited. I mean, you're taking you're talking about taking out ninety thousand dollars over an eighteen year period, and if you are not, this is what I learned from this: if you're not minimizing your sequence of events risk, okay, you're going to be out of money in a hurry. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you are, you're really paying attention, investing in companies that you understand the balance sheet, the income statement, what Dupree's all about, not only are you going to appreciate your capital, but you're still going to get the return, the $5,000, you know, yeah. a year return. I, I love the I wish we could show our viewers this. Well, I think we're going to develop a way that we can do that. Uh, we're we're going to do a uh, uh, start doing a, a podcast uh, webinar uh, type of thing uh, where we can show these kinds of charts, uh, and I guess I'd be able to access that through the website, which is dupreefinancial.com, and possibly Facebook or something like that too. But that'll be a way for us to show and illustrate, uh, you know, kind of what we're what we're talking about today. Right. Stay with us. We need to take a quick break. It's the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. The world is watching. Our message, our focus, the issues that matter. 2020. Climate change. Information. Every day. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. During times of market volatility, as we have just experienced, it's easy for investors to panic. Some investors want an easy solution, like an annuity, to manage the ups and downs of the market. 
Some want to seek the safety of bonds and bond funds. At times like this, it's often wise to examine what the long-term returns of equities have been versus other asset classes. At Dupree Financial Group, we use times of market volatility as an opportunity to purchase securities at lower prices than where they may have recently traded. If you'd like to know how our investment process may help you and your retirement investments, then give us a call at 859-233-0400 to set up an appointment. It may be an eye-opening experience for you in this new year. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. <clears throat> the hidden risk when you own stocks for the long run. Here's your friend Jason Zweig. What's he saying there? Uh, i turn my mic on. Um, so with this, he's talking more of growth investing. Um, so the stock price is always the present value, the future earnings of a company. With growth companies... They're deploying capital for hopefully long-term future gains. Uh, the problem is you don't know how long it's going to take for those gains to come in. So this is this is more of a, a why you have to be careful of growth and a careful of being on autopilot because you can't just buy something and hold on to it and hope that it does well because – you know, it doesn't care how long you've owned the stock. Right. The stock doesn't care. Um, so it doesn't say, well, you've owned me for 10 years. You you deserve this. Yeah, it's time for your bump. Right. Uh, it, it doesn't work that way. Um, so long term, it, it, it magnifies risk um, for capital that's deployed because if they've sunk a billion dollars into a growth initiative of some sort, uh, if it's a tech company or if it's a pharmaceutical, something like that, um, it magnifies the risk because they're probably going to continue to deploy more and more capital. And that's, you know, let's say it takes 20 years for the payoff. Well, that's 20 years that it could have been earning something someplace else. So you have to be careful of just putting something on autopilot, holding something just because you assume over the long run it's going to pay out. Could disappoint you. Could disappoint you. And that's why we'd rather have quarterly, monthly, annual dividend payments because that is something that we're paid our clients are paid uh while you also wait for growth because these companies that pay dividends they're also deploying capital into growth you know if it's a you know a mature market well it's maintaining that market share or it's looking at other avenues to grow that market share so you also have the growth component with dividend payers um Another thing, interesting thing that happened this week, uh, Levi uh, went uh, public. Uh, it went public at $17 a share. Um, at the end of the day, it was up like 33% or so at the end of the day. Um, but here's the interesting thing. This is why research is a big deal. 
Um, so a little history on Levi's. We don't own Levi's, have no intention of owning Levi's. Um, actually, I don't, I don't think I own any Levi's jeans either, actually. Um, but <laughs> the company was taken private in, in 1985 uh, and in a leverage buyout by the Haas family. Uh, they were descendants of the founder, Levi Strauss. Uh, and he started it in 1853, and he started selling the, the pants to miners um, during, the, during the gold rush. So uh, he had no children, so it was passed on through uh, the, the family uh, descendants. Now, they retain the majority control of the company. So proceeds from the IPO were expected to go mainly to the family members. They're going to receive approximately $462 million, and only $161 million is going into the company's coffers, if you will, mm-hmm. to, for, for expansion and deployment. Um, and that excludes the, the underwriter. Um, so after the IPO, seven family members will control two-thirds of the shares outstanding. So they control 99% of the votes. Uh, so the family... This was this was an estate planning. Yeah, deal. yeah. This was to get cash to the family and to know. give them an outlet for their shares if uh, if they want to sell. Exactly. And we've we've seen this. Uh, there there's been several companies that we've talked to. You know, come to find out they have you know two different share classes. Some some tech companies have two different share classes right now too. Uh, but when you have you know seven people deciding what direction this company is going to go in why would you put your money in something like that i mean now if you did it at the ipo hey i did it because i'm going to make 33 percent in a day right well but i mean what's yeah. the, what what is the long-term prospect of something like that i mean you you're you have no control you have no voice in the matter um and it it you are helping them create liquidity for themselves. That's right. And you're, you're just helping the, 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 the owners of the company, basically. Um, we, we like to see companies that are uh, favorable to the shareholders, you know, that they have an incentive. You know, they own shares, but they're not the, the sole voice of the company. You know, right. uh, you know if, a, if a company's paying a dividend, that's friendly to shareholders. If they're talking to shareholders that's friendly to the shareholders um if they have an incentive to, for the stock to do well that's friendly for the shareholders it's scary is what it is because if you think about levi and the brand name mm-hmm. sure the the amateur investor that's just doing it you know on their own oh that's levi jeans sure that's a great company great brand has no idea one quick fun fact about levi jeans as it relates to Lexington, Kentucky, Cowden Manufacturing for many years right here in central Kentucky made jeans for Levi's. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. <clears throat> That's going to wrap it up for us today. The Prefinancial Group is a candid and diligent guide to our clients. We are forthright in our ongoing relationship and investment approach. Call us at 233-0400. <laughs> it's a Tom Dupree show. Go Cat.